Episode of the Off Balance Three. I'm one of the SiriusXM jocks, Aaron Hodges, and I'm joined by Mr. Chill, jo- uh, George, Jeff Young, <laughs> George of the Jungle is what he looks like sometimes. So I get a little confused. That's Jeff Young. What's going on, my friend? Not too much. Just keeping it chill, man. That's me. But Just- we got. Doing the chill thing. Just doing the chill thing. You're just doing the chill thing. That's all you do. And, you know, the podcast demands that level of chill from you. Because on the other end, it's Mr. Hyper, Brian Miller over there. And you just can't can't shut him up sometimes. And, you know, it's a good balance, I feel. It's Yes, ironically to the name. By the way, are, are you glad they at least didn't call you a shock jock? I feel like at least you didn't get the shock part of the jock. Yeah, to bring everybody in, we'll bring it up a little bit more in detail for uh, All Ball or Flag or Foul, but uh, my SiriusXM show is uh, getting a little buzz about Larry the Cable Guy because he was a guest after he said that uh, America would fall apart if Hillary Clinton was in, uh, elected on Fox and & Friends, and then he just kind of broke character and was really real on our show. And uh, a blog wrote about it, and they quoted me, but they called me one of the SiriusXM jocks. <laughs> yeah, you know, that, that classic blog journalism quality. They couldn't be bothered to listen to the clip for two seconds and figure out who you were. I know, it's crazy, but, uh, you know, either way. They're not called the comics journalists, I'll tell you that. People oh. are buzzing <laughs> out there. Uh, but Brian, we got, what's going on in Minnesota, man? It's tough to be a Vikings fan right uh, now. Bad, I, bad day. Uh, I was on the way to a movie this afternoon after doing some work, and a friend called me with the news, and I really wish I could have at least just gotten through the movie without knowing. I could have enjoyed it more. I've been pretty morose all day, I'm not going to lie. And then my wife was make, played a record while I was making dinner. I made some, uh, <clears throat> some lemongrass risotto with blackened salmon. It was pretty good. You're quite the cook these days, huh? Oh, I'm... I'm I'm quite the cook, yeah. So I was uh, I was uh, uh, steaming my lemongrass and chicken broth for the risotto, and I heard a record, and I, and I walked in and I said, "Are you serious right now?" And she said, "What do you mean?" And she was playing "Bridge Over Troubled Water." <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> I was thinking "Purple Rain," but I guess that's a little more on the nose. Yeah, I was uh, I was like, "You can't play that right now." It's it, <laughs> she was amused, uh, but yeah, it's it's. Uh, it's uh, well, I can't. I'm trying. I can't decide if I'm in denial or there's there's the, there's another way to look at this Teddy situation, which is that the Vikings' defense is the core of the team. Peterson's the centerpiece of the running game. The quality of the quarterback is less important with them for most teams. Uh, yeah, I guess so. But the, you know, yeah. you were hoping that Teddy takes another step this year. And that this team is going to make some real noise and, you know, you're morose for a reason. I mean, yeah. Now, ironically, Teddy's literally not going to take another step this year. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Everything I'm reading is that this is a horrific injury. I saw uh, on Twitter, uh, Drew McGarry quoted uh, Mike Zimmer saying, uh, you know, my wife passed away seven years ago and the sun still rose. And McGarry said, oh, my God, Teddy really died. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, that's what it sounds like, right? I mean, it sounded like it was just... So it was a completely torn ACL. Ugh. So his ACL was completely severed, and then his kneecap was also dislocated. Dislocated kneecap. Yeah, that sounds yeah. disgusting. On a non-contact injury. Yeah. You would think that there would have to be some contact for that level of injury. But. Here's what happened, and I'll tell you. Uh, the answer is in uh, uh, an 80s pornographic movie called Anal Chiropractor. Okay. Uh, many, many years ago, my friends and I used to do a porn and poker night, and we would just pick some bad 70s or 80s porn to throw in the background while we played poker and drink beer and, you know, whatever. Kind of classic, dude, dumb 22-year-old dude stuff. 
And uh, we would always try to find a really funny title. And we could not resist when we saw it, uh, a movie by the name of Anal Chiropractor. Uh-huh. And, and so um, it was a chiropractor who had a very specific method of how to help young ladies who had back problems. Anal. But uh, the best part of the movie, and we still quote this to the day, this day, and this is one of my wife and I's catchphrases, is um, whenever, whenever somebody gets hurt on an arbitrary thing, the, the patient would always be speaking to the, uh, the chiropractor and he would say, well, what did you do? And they would always and say, invariably, well, I just zigged when I should have zagged. <laughs> <laughs> to which he had one solution. So Teddy just zigged when he should have zagged. Yeah, I guess so. And now we're all in Minnesota getting the anal chiropractor, That's- which sounds like a terrible WWE character. I like it, though. It kind of says it all. It, you zigged when you should have zagged. I mean, he just he just stepped wrong and his leg exploded, which I feel like should be some sort of warning to us all. Like, does that happen to regular people? You just like go to hail a cab and your arm falls off. Just a terrible. Oh, it's brutal. So, what do you think? Okay, what do you think the Vikings' record's going to be, knowing what you know now? Well, it depends on what they do. I I, I think they're going to try to bring in the Sanchez here. So the candidates, the weirdly likely candidates, would be potentially Sanchez, yeah, and uh, Colin Kaepernick, perhaps. Wow, could be on the that could be interesting, huh? I tell you, Co- well, how would you feel about it? I, I would, I would prefer the hail mary of Colin Kaepernick under the tutelage of Mike Zimmer uh-huh. than I would the guaranteed up and down, but always ultimately down, Mark Sanchez experience. I mean, like, we just know exactly what's going to happen with Mark Sanchez. And there's still like a weird coin toss that Kaepernick could be. Mm. Here's the thing. You know, Teddy was a good running quarterback. And so maybe if you just go like, look, we're going to get Colin Kaepernick and we're going to let him run as much as he wants to. And if his leg explodes, well, it was fate. <laughs> you know, sure. we're not going to baby him. Um, dude's a good runner. You combine that with our team. I mean, maybe Ka- Kaepernick is the best fit out there right now. He might be. Now, and we'll get we'll go back to that fella. I'm sure later. Yeah, there's so much to talk about with that. I mean, but yeah. So I'm morose here in Minneapolis. I shan't lie. I, uh, there goes that season. Probably. I did pick I up mean, the Vikings D in fantasy. Oh, the D is going to be great. And uh, you know, the thing is, it's still possible that they make their way to a wild card appearance. I think. I mean, because their team is not so quarterback centric, but you have a hard time thinking they're really going to press on in the playoffs even if everything goes really well i definitely feel for you thank you thank you for your for condolences <laughs> uh, didn't they trade uh, their center as well or something like that yeah they released they just straight up released john sullivan i think um who had really bad back problems and is getting kind of old um but he's really good but i guess they have confident in uh, the new guy i guess I, I don't really know much about the new center but they've been playing him in the preseason so I trust Zimmer. Zimmer's a great coach. That quote from him about his wife dying and then the sun came up the next day. Yeah. I got to tell you, that turned me. I, I've, I've been making fun of him because he has such a shrill voice. and he sound, he oh, talks, he's a badass. He talks real tough, but it's hard to take him serious when his voice is higher than talker. mine. What's that? Yeah. He's a high talker. He is. and uh, But I got a, got a lot of respect for him. No, he's great. Um, but uh, that was very grizzled. I remember there was a uh, there was an old SNL sketch, and it was like who could. It was a contest to see which old man could be the most grizzled. And uh, at one point, <laughs> Robert Duvall, playing himself, rings in and says something to the effect of, uh, "At this point, I've lost more friends than I'll ever gain, and I'm too close to death to bother gaining anymore." And Will Ferrell, as the host, says, uh, "I'm sorry, that's not grizzled. That's just wistful." <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of, I feel like sometimes, you know, that's Zimmer. He's grizzled and sometimes tips into wistful. <laughs> it is a thin line, isn't it? <laughs> so Jeff, how's the Vikings news hitting you, man? Are you all right? Um, stated on Brian's behalf. <laughs> I understand it's pretty site-specific tragedy. You know, there's very few people who really give a damn about Teddy's knee. But I'm one of them. I mean, I've had that I've had that sort of ex- experience in other realms. So yeah, I totally get it. And um, yeah, sorry, man. Thank you. My wife. My wife says better now than one game into the regular season. What do you think about that? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. But uh, I mean, what's the difference? Do you have your optimism 
completely ripped from you now or in a week and a half. Like, no no big deal. It would be worse if, you know, they get out to like an 8-0 start or something. And then, <laughs> right. and then it happens, you know, because then you're thinking Super Bowl for sure. And, right. Uh, and then you're not all of a sudden. So They still totally could have just disappointed the old-fashioned way this year. I mean, it's not sure, unheard of. Sure, sure. I mean, you always one Blair Walsh chip shot away from devastation. <laughs> so. <laughs> I was telling my wife, it's crazy if you think about one of the worst moments of my spectating sports life is that Blair Walsh missed kick, which every Vikings fan still feels like it just happened. And before they've even taken the field, they've matched it. <laughs> the last two things to happen to a Vikings fan are awful. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah, it's, it's not easy right now. But uh, I'm watching the Giants preseason games, and uh, they might as well all rupture their spleen or whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be rough up there, dude. They, they look good. terrible. And Ben McAdoo does not look like a head coach. And I maintain that Jeff Fisher, the only reason that he's still a head coach is because he just looks like one. My wife works in business and she says, like, there's plenty of really smart people, but sometimes there's like business executives and it's just because they look exactly like a central casting business executive. And that's Jeff Fisher. Like elevated them, yeah. Yeah. I don't have a face for anything. No one looks at me and goes, I know what this guy should be doing. Rob I'm Ryan looks like he should be the assistant manager at a strip club. <laughs> Not the main guy. <laughs> right. Don't trust him with the money. No, 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 no. But you trust him with the girls because he's got a little soft side, but he's rough with the fellas <laughs> sure. that get a little handsy. You know? He's just repugnant enough, you know, that they'll keep their distance. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Uh, what would we do for Jeff, Bri? Jeff who? Jeff Young. <laughs> you look at him. Yeah, What's he doing? Oh, what is he? what job does he look like? Yeah, yeah. Oh. I don't know, professional beer taster, but I think that's just because I know him. <laughs> <laughs> no, they have like beer sommeliers. I feel like that's what Jeff should be, yeah. like, a beer sommelier. Totally. I can see that. I can do it. Did I see you were making up some brew the, yourself there yesterday, Jeff? Yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, this morning we just uh, we did our second beer, so uh, weeks, whether it's any good or not. Have you ever considered like trying to open your own brew pub or something like that or make your own... <laughs> No, not, gosh, no, not in this town for sure. I mean, there's just, it's so impactful. Oh, there's so many, right? We've, we've got like 130 breweries in the county, so. The taxes have to be brutal on that stuff too up there. I, I'd rather just make stuff for myself and then I'll let other people do the work. Fair enough. Well, if you make a beer, uh, you should name it after Teddy. R.I.P. Bridgewater. <laughs> okay. Bridgewater right. Ale. Bridgewater Brew or something. <laughs> you jog my memory. The bottles will break real easy. Yeah. You jog my memory <laughs> on a really inappropriate song choice for a moment. This is way more depressing than uh, Teddy Bridgewater, <laughs> but just bear with me here. My grandmother was 94 years old when she died. She died tragically in a house fire right? Wow. Yeah. Mm. So she probably had uh, a few more good years. She was, she still had all her, all her wits about her. Anyway, so this brutal. is this is brutal. Absolutely awful. But uh, <laughs> my, it was the first time I've ever seen my dad weep. I've seen him cry, but he was weeping, right? Sure. On his bed. And my mom's in the office uh, at home. <laughs> oh no. The, 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 just the room next door, right? And she's like, can we take bets on what the song is before oh you get to the punchline? I think you already know because you're just oh you're just really really sharp. And I, you know, I, I'm consoling my dad. I'm I'm sitting on the bed with him, you know. And uh, you know, I get up to just talk to my mom, and I go in there, and she's kind of in her own world, not really. I don't even think she knows that my dad's in the in the bedroom just weeping, right? So she's in her own world. I, I go up to her and she's listening to music, just kind of jamming out. And she's listening mm. to... Billy Joel? No. Oh, wasn't We Didn't Start the Fire? No. Springsteen? No. Really? Eternal Flame? Burning Down the House. Burning Down the House is oh, one of the favorite songs oh, of the no. That's even worse <laughs> than We Didn't Start the Fire. Oh, God. <laughs> I go, Mom. Mom, what are you doing? I was like, oh, Mom, Mom, turn it, turn this off. She's like, what are you talking about? I was like, Mom, listen to this fucking song. Are you kidding me right now? And she's like, oh, my God. And she was devastated. She didn't even know what she was doing at the time. But, yeah, that was hilarious. Oh, God. 
Wow. <laughs> that's just, worse than we didn't start the fire. It's way worse. I thought I thought it was wow. too on the nose to even be true. Holy smokes. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Brutal. My dad at my wedding, he always just thought said he thought it would be funny at a wedding if somebody played uh, Still Haven't Found What I'm Looking For by U2. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like, he like told the DJ to play it, but like he didn't realize it was like no one had told the DJ to play anything yet. And so it was like the first song they played, and then he was like super mortified and he was like, he was, like <laughs> running around reassuring everyone that it wasn't like a protest song or anything. Oh, like that. man. I mean, it was that's just a joke. Oh, man. That's like one of the, you got to take a lot of leaps to get to that and be like, oh, yeah, it's just a joke, guys. Just a joke. I was cracking oh, up as soon as it started playing awesome. especially because my dad's been uh, uh he's been married a couple of three times so you know <laughs> oh man gotta love those it was, guys. It was hilarious yeah That's it was hilarious. I, I, I think i probably told you guys about the time i was playing a gig and i was uh there was a couple out, right out in front of us that started fighting and uh, i had been, i was supposed to sing the next song on the set list and the song was bad case of loving you as they're getting dragged out by the <laughs> bouncer <laughs> It took a little time for me to get that one going. <laughs> I laughing too. How, I mean, how bad were they fighting? Were they like throwing stuff at it? Were they pushing each other or just yelling at each other's faces? No, they were, no, no, they were pushing. They were pushing. They were, they were, you know, we, this bouncer, he hardly ever, I mean, people kind of didn't mess around because they knew and take care of stuff. And, and so we, it's like the only time I ever saw a fight. We played, I mean, it was a little dive bar. We played there for probably two or three years. And it's the only time I actually saw a physical fight it would never escalate to that point. This one time, this couple, they just got into it and the guy came in and as he's dragging him out, we're going to the next song. I looked down and I'm just like, you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> I know? mean, a lot of people want the soundtrack to their life. So you provided them with that for that moment. It was appropriate. Oh, I was doing them a service. You were. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, not like, right. it's not like that made them fight. They were like, Oh, I guess we should, uh, we should fight now. Or maybe you, yeah, you, could yeah. uni- you could unite them around their irritation at you for mocking them in song. But maybe that's what happened. Yeah, I could be the common the, the common enemy. Yeah, common enemy. Yeah, yes. okay. Uh, enemy of my enemy is my like friend. <laughs> I feel for you, Brian. Minnesota is really <sighs> going through it right now, yep. and I think we'll just dedicate all the uh, music in this episode to the Minnesota Vikings and just start, everybody hurts. Just start mourning their season now. <laughs> you know. Kostaki and I were doing a gig one time in um, Minot, North Dakota, where we're actually going back to do, uh, we're doing Minot like the 14th and the 15th of October together. Um, big Air Force base up there. But uh, mm-hmm. we were there and it, it had flooded. And so it was very tough, difficult to get into town. And we, you know, it was very, we just got on the show. We were kind of frazzled and then had to change the venues because of the flooding. And the guy said, well, let's play some, play some music. You know, what do you want for the song? And he kept bugging Kostaki. And Kostaki's like, just some rock and roll, man. Just something fun. Just some rock and roll. And the guy just wouldn't make a decision. So Kostaki's like, R.E.M. I like R.E.M. We should play that. And so they started playing R.E.M. But they just indiscriminately just started playing on R.E.M. record. And they brought me up to Everybody Hurts. That's awful. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, I think, the worst possible intro music you could oh. ever get for comedy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's got to go Dirt. up from there. So, I mean, <laughs> there's some pretty depressing Counting Crows songs that uh, that I can think of. But uh, yeah, that's pretty much anyone the guy sings is depressing. Yeah, that's true. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, the, the one album that they had that was the big album was a great album, but very, very sad. <laughs> so it could have been, could been get, that, but yeah, I think everybody guess, hurts takes the cake. Uh, you got something? Well, personally, I get sad anytime I hear that guy sing, but. Oh, Michael Stipe or Counting Crows? No, Counting Crows. But that's just me. When I was in college, my this philosophy professor who like knew everybody, and, and he was really good friends with Michael Stipe. And then his son was going to the school and was in my grade. And so, like, it was like Michael Stipe would just like be walking around the halls of the philosophy department, and the dude was kind of douchey about it. So he was like, "Oh, me and Michael Stipe went to get some pizza or whatever, but I'll be back to class pretty soon." What a name dropper. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it was a good name to drop, and he, he showed up. It was just weird. Like, Michael Stipe was just, like, real tight with some philosopher. Welcome to the show. Our, uh, our first guest in a while is Peter Overzet. He's the host and producer of the Fantasy Football Comedy Hour podcast and also Fantasyland. That's with uh, Rotoviz. And the tagline for that fantasy land, guys, is a podcast about everything you didn't know you wanted to know about fantasy sports. And I got to tell you, this is a good one. 
This is a really, really good one. Not that the Fantasy Football Comedy Hour isn't. It's just a little different. But the, the you guys you guys dig a little deep in that fantasy land and it's evergreen stuff. So you can kind of listen at any time. Tell us about both of those podcasts. Yeah, you kind of nailed it with Fantasyland. Yeah, it's more just of uh, kind of an NPR-style approach to it. So, you know, we do a bunch of interviews, stitch it up. We throw music on there. Everyone's very impressed by the production. Uh, <laughs> and it's like, guys, if, uh, seriously, just put a little music under yourself talking, and it goes away. <laughs> it has been fun. And I think it's funny because... I think it's nice to have the variety because I, I love listening to podcasts too when I like entertaining people that just talk for an hour, but then sometimes it's nice to have something kind of heavily produced and get like all the information, all the fat kind of trimmed off and just get it in one digestible podcast. So it's fun to do both and I'm enjoying it. So correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I think that you do no production for the Fantasyland podcast. You just kind of show up, you're the talent, and then they do it for you. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, we always say that we have a bunch of guests, but that's actually me just doing those voices. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I know. Yeah. We had like Matthew Barry on for the Roto World. And if you could see me right now, I'm putting, you know, quotes up Matthew Barry. But yeah, I've just been really perfecting my voice work. And you guys are kind of the first people to sniff it out. So kudos. <laughs> are you like the white Norbit? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brian here doesn't play any fantasy football. Tell him about your situation, Brian. Oh, I just got potentially roped into drafting a fantasy team for some podcast uh, segments. And so I might have to draft on the fly tomorrow. Ooh. Yeah. What's, the, what's the real basic stuff to know for somebody who's never done it before? Man, let's see. Well, first of all, is this like you guys are serious XM guys? Is this like the celebrity Lisa Ann League we're talking here? I need to know. This. <laughs> no, no, this no, is like a Minnesota sports I, writer. I'm not cool enough to be in that league, even though I work at Sirius XM. Even people that blog about me just call me a Sirius XM jock. They were, they were afraid using your name would drive down the brand. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, what's your, I mean, we don't have to get too in the weeds here, but is there, are there a lot of people in this league? Are there weird settings or is it just pretty vanilla, your standard league? I think there's just a small handful of people, like five or six, maybe. Oh, wow. That's a really small league. That's like on the, the TV show, the league, and they like try to make you think that they're in a fantasy league, but there's like five guys in it. And you're like, I don't think that actually works. You have to have an even number of people, I assume. Yeah, that helps. That helps for sure. In a league like that, man, I just, I draft guys I like, I would just throw the draft sheet out the window unless you are, are like super competitive and want me to send you my favorite cheat sheet apps or whatever. No, I'm not competitive at all in regard to fairy tale football. Uh, I, I, you know, like I think it's fun, but like, I don't understand people who like put their, their, uh, their egos on the line for it, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. I was waiting for like a, a dig at me. Like, I, I just don't understand people who spend all their time podcasting about it. Uh, <laughs> oh no, it's, it's no, a true. I, I see the value of the game. It's, it sounds super fun, but it's the same, you know, it's just one of those things where like, if you're not, I don't know if you're, if you're not, uh, I find it weird that some people seem to, they, they almost get so into it that they cease to care about real football. Well, oh, I, yeah. And that's bizarre to me. Yeah. 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 Well, I, I think, uh, you uh, especially at the fantasy football comedy hour you guys it's you guys are not trying to give advice on who to start who to sit you guys are just messing around and doing comedic interviews and characters and stuff like that even the you put out this fantastic draft guide for the the second <laughs> second time of the year uh, jeff i don't know if you got a chance to look at this beautiful publication that uh, pete and the crew made but uh it's all it's all jokes, no, and I love that you released this thing after everyone has already done their drafts. So your draft guide is helping no one. <laughs> hey, hey, no, I, I find it pretty well here at draft season, but the, the I don't even know why I'm arguing that point because <laughs> it's completely useless. So I don't know why I got defensive of like, no, people could use it for their draft. <laughs> <laughs> well, they could. Maybe Brian, Brian might get a little uh, a helpful tip from one of the blurbs there for the draft tomorrow. Would you talk yeah, him you out know. of it or into it? Because yeah, it, you know you can you can already hear it in his voice. He's not into it. No, I think you should. If if you uh, if you haven't done them a lot, they can they can be fun. And I don't know. I'd give yourself like a weird personal challenge. Like I'm only going to draft players that, whose last name starts with a J or something, and just see if oh, everyone I like that. Yeah. Nice. Sure. Okay. That instantly makes it more interesting to me. There's a lot of Johnsons <laughs> and Jacksons. 
Yeah. It'll be like a little Easter egg, like halfway through the season, someone will be playing you and be like, man, there are a lot of Johnsons on your team. <laughs> and you should just call your name a lot of Johnsons. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> All right, draft's over. I think I'm set. You're set. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. So how, how many leagues are you in, Pete? Oh, God. Really? Uh, yeah, I think this year it's up to like 12. Holy cow. Wow. Yeah. How do you yeah, keep track of all that? Um, you know, uh, you know, you sacrifice your evenings. You sacrifice your life. Uh, no, there are a few like... There's this one app I really like, you know, because people are always like, how can you know, like, who's available in one league? How do you know who to add drop? Sure. There's this app that's like this Chrome plugin, and you can type in your leagues, and it'll hover over, like, anytime you're on a web page that's listing player names, it'll show you if they're available in your league, and that just takes (laughs) years away from research and so i just be like oh i'll just add this guy in all these leagues so that's probably my best fantasy hack actually sure so you get the news of uh teddy bridgewater going down you got him in eight leagues right so then you could just easily replace him right exactly exactly man that is it what uh aren't one of you guys uh vikings fans yeah, today brian the, the moaning guy over yeah there. okay <laughs> hitting him hard I'm sorry about that, dude. That is br- every like tweet that came out today. It just got progressively more <laughs> morbid. It it was like, oh yeah, he he got hurt. Oh, non-contact injury. Oh, the cart's coming out. Oh, here's the ambulance. Oh no, we're just driving him straight to the morgue. It just. <laughs> yeah. My friend texted me. He wrote, uh, "Bridgewater looks like he's going to be out for a bit," and I wrote, "What happened to him?" Knee, it says, and other players are praying. Not sure if the praying is what hurt him doesn't specify <laughs> at this point i think by tomorrow it's gonna be like oh teddy bridgewater accidentally went back in time and killed his own grandfather and never existed you know like he's he's still got a ways to fall exactly i know yeah it, no that is such a bummer too and it happens every preseason just a guy who you know, i don't know my uh it's one of those moments too when you realize how stupid it is that you've kind of commoditized players in fantasy and then you're like wow these are real people and these are careers and this was just stripped away from them for who knows how long yeah when tony romo's back breaks again you know yeah Dak prescott sounds like a quarterback and sean hill does sean hill sounds like a realtor <laughs> yeah he, and he probably <laughs> will be in like a year <laughs> yeah <laughs> Who do you think the the Vikings wind up getting? I mean, the obvious answer would be Sanchez. This second obvious answer, would, I guess, would be Kaepernick. Yeah, they, everyone's been thrown out. Josh McCown too. The problem the is, Warrior. yeah, all these teams value their backup quarterbacks like way more than the market. They're always like, "Give me a second or third round pick," and all these teams are hell no. So it always seems that they will just inevitably you know patch it together off the waivers you know who knows maybe they kick the tires on Vic but these guys are pretty stingy with giving away picks for a stopgap quarterback they are but you could also make the argument that the Vikings clearly don't have a backup quarterback option so for them to have Josh McCown would not only be for instance a kind of potentially okay temporary quarterback solution but also a good person to have as your backup right yeah no it 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 doesn't really make it make sense for why you would punt it, uh, like punt the position, especially, you know, you get the, the narrative, they're moving into the new stadium this year. You're probably in Adrian Peterson's twilight as far as, you know, how much he can contribute. So the window seems like it's closing. Yeah. And at this point, after maybe this year or next, they're going to build the team around the quarterback unless they draft some big time stud running back. Yeah, although, dude, uh, I don't know how, how much of a fan you are of Jarek McKinnon, but I think that guy's the real deal. Really? You think McKinnon? Jarek McKinnon is the man. I thought he was going to break out when AP was going through, you know, let's just say his situation. Well, there's a problem when you're a Vikings fan. You get used to, to AP and then you see anybody else and you're like, yeah, they don't look that good. Yeah. I this is The only thing, so Jarek McKinnon, it is like, you know, he converted from quarterback in college, so he's still kind of learning the position, but he destroyed the combine he is a freak he's he's only like five nine two hundred and he put up 32 bench presses uh i think that's 250 he's just insane his speed and like strength so anytime you give a guy like that you know multiple carries uh which he hasn't really gotten ever i think good things are gonna happen is that how they measure it where it's 250 pounds and they just count the amount of reps Exactly. Yeah. 32 is up there with, you know, linebackers and linemen. It, it's honestly absurd. Hmm. That makes me feel slightly better. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There you go. 
Who do you, who if you were a Vikings fan, who would you want? Uh, there's actually a, a really uh, for fantasy, right? No, 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 no. Like oh, if you were, if you were the Vikings fan, um, and and you, who which quarterback would you be hoping that they got within reason? Obviously, you know, it's like Tom Brady's not going to get traded. Yeah, I mean, of all those backup quarterbacks uh, that are on teams, I. I kind of like Mike Glennon on the Bucks. I don't know. Do you remember? Oh, him? that's a good, that's an interesting choice. Yeah, he had that really good rookie season. And then coincidentally enough, that second year, they kind of just gave the keys over to Josh McCown. And uh, Glennon came back in, didn't do too well, and he just never regained it. Obviously, they drafted Winston. But man, he, he seems like he could be a starter caliber. So yeah. But again, the Bucks are one of those teams that are asking for, you know, the moon for him. Yeah, Glennon, good call. McCown, I think like Hoyer is poison. God, I heard someone float Ponder. I, I I'll tell you what, if they take Christian Ponder back, I'm I'm telling you this, I will not watch a single Vikings game that he starts at. I won't. I refuse. Yeah, I mean, how bad is Christian Ponder if he can't surpass Colin Kaepernick with all of his diminishing skills and the baggage that he has right now? Well, the word is, I thought he had. I thought the word was that he was moving up the depth chart over Kaepernick. Here's the thing: Kaepernick's much more expensive to keep around. Yeah. All right, shall we jump into a little all ball or flagrant foul? Sure, even though life has no meaning. It's <laughs> 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 all the Teddy sadness. <laughs> I got the Bridgewater blues. Hope Solo has had her contract terminated. She's been suspended and had her contract terminated by the U.S. women's national team. And I gotta know—is this all ball? Does the punishment fit the crime? After she called the the she called the Swedish players cowards. Is this too harsh of a penalty? All ball or flagrant foul? Let's start with you, Pete. Oh man, I will say this is all ball. Uh, I think Hope Solo. She's had a great run—17 years. Uh, she's kind of playing this up as a little bit bigger of a deal than it probably is. I mean, how many good years does she have left? I don't know. It kind of feels like if you got kicked out of a bar five minutes before closing, <laughs> you had a good I run. Like that. Like, don't make a fuss, you know? And what about you, Jeff? Well, um, I mean, it's, it's a little bit harsh maybe, but on the other hand, uh, you know, next time don't uh, sort of loser and uh, maybe you won't have that happen. Let's round that out with Brian. All ball, flag and foul. Yeah, you know, I, I guess that's why I don't like any national sponsored sporting event because it all gets tied up in this stupid. You're representing your country national pride thing. It's like, yeah, I just pay people a bunch of money and let them take drugs if they have to. Yeah. I mean, Trump can literally say build a wall to keep Mexicans out. And she calls another country cowards and loses her job. And like Trump shoots up in the polls. I don't know where the jingoism double standards lie there. They're Swedes. If we can't kick around the Swedes, for goodness sake, who can we kick around? They seem like a nice benevolent, you know, it's a, it's a pale on pale crime. You know, she, I think she picked a good country to offend. Yeah. And maybe we didn't even hear the rest of the soundbite. Like maybe they just pulled their cowards and the end of that statement was their cowards for not having to pay for health insurance. Like we don't know. Yeah. Yeah. We're in the, we're in the age of the poll quote and uh, hope solo is our latest victim. <laughs> <laughs> Next topic on all ball or flagrant foul. We got to bring it to a, personal situation here my serious xm show is getting a little bit of buzz from larry the cable guy being on and you know blogs are writing about it including the comics comic who quoted me in the article but referred to me as one of the serious xm jocks now for the lack of respect and recognition this is all ball or flag or foul it's sort of like I could see where that would be offensive to you, but it was like nowhere nearly as offensive to me as the other things that were said in this article. So I will go all ball because relative to the other things that happened, it was really fairly small stuff. Oh, pretty much the bit where it says you can tell Trump really has his heart in the right. I, I just I, I just looked at that and I, I read it about three times and said, huh. OK, well, um, good to know. Yeah, that's one of those moments where you just kind of, we all looked at each other in the room and we're like, uh, don't challenge him. Just let him, let him keep talking. <laughs> I would have probably just fallen over in my chair. I'm a conservative 
country kid. I grew up in the country. I'm a conservative guy playing a far right conservative guy. Kind of a village idiot. Yes. Yeah. I'm not a village idiot. The character that I created is playing. He's that, he's that Archie Bunkerish. Sure. sure. The guy that makes pretty good points sometimes, but he just says it in an offensive way. Mm -hmm. That kind of guy. The guy that, it, for instance, I always say it like this, and I don't like taking the Lord's name in vain, but I have to say for this. It's like the guy that I met one time when I was at the radio station, and he came up to me and he said, Hey, Larry, can I talk to you for a minute? I said, yeah, buddy, what's up? Hey, look, I know you got to do your little jokes and these commentaries and stuff, but that uh, commentary you did about keeping prayer in the public schools, you's goddamn right. And these goddamn schools take the fucking Bible. I mean, he would say every swear word in the book to let you know he agreed with him keeping prayer in the schools. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. That's the guy that I portray. Right, right. His heart is in the right place, but he has no clue what he's saying, and sometimes he just says nutty stuff. Kind of right. like Trump. Yeah. Right, yeah, you so know, you can see the appeal. You can tell Trump really has his heart in the right place. You would think that he, he kind of comes across to me like he really wants to be the best, do a good job, but he comes across, he says things the wrong way. And that's, so I portray that character. In real life, I'm different than that. But I think that kind of is what confuses people. I guess if I would have went the completely opposite direction, it would have been, but I'm not. My thoughts and my views and the way I operate my life are a conservative way, just like my character, except, you know, I'm not an alcoholic and I don't I don't run around on my wife and I don't do stupid stuff in public mm -hmm. and that kind of thing. I think what happens is, especially when you get politics involved, people get worried about the influence that somebody right. has if their <laughs> politics don't agree with theirs. So they say, oh, you're playing this character, but your character is informing these people's politics sometimes. You know what I mean? So they worry about the influence that you have, even though you're a jokester. Well, yeah, I guess, but I mean, I don't. I but see, you can. Only, I only take things how I see the world, and I see the world is there's not one celebrity that would ever convince me to do anything. I I don't know. I don't know if I could have uh, held together under that. <laughs> so kudos to you. What about you, Brian? Uh, all ball or flagrant foul? Yes, and flagrant foul for sure. And the reason is, if you think about it, who if the New York Times called you one of the serious XM jocks, you'd be happy to be in the New York Times. But this is what, Sean McCarthy at the Comics Comic? Sean McCarthy at the Comics Comic is a smaller comedic journalistic outfit than you. He is quoting something that happened on your... He should hope that you would quote and use his name as the comics comic if you brought something up. So the, the idea that it would be like if uh, if uh, DungeonsAndDragonFighters.com quoted the New York Times as some newspaper said, I mean, the disparity is, is pretty great. So, yeah, I think it is a flagrant foul. And I think just as a former newspaper editor, it's a sheer laziness. And also, Sean McCarthy's never written anything about me, even when I was on TV. So, you know, fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> all right pete you have the final word yeah i hate to kind of go against the tide here but uh aaron this is all ball by both um yeah the journalists here because i feel like a lot of people aren't saying it aaron but you really are kind of just a classic jock bully and <laughs> like, i got it right i've listened to your podcast with uh kostaki quick snaps you're constantly bullying him um, I heard when Gallagher swung by the Sirius XM studio, you gave him a wet willy. Um, so yeah, I just, I, I think it's good that the truth's out there. And I feel like you're a little in denial if you don't kind of self-identify as a Sirius XM jock. I'm sorry, Aaron. That's okay, Pete, but I am going to give you a swirly. Yeah. And I mean, from your perspective, no anonymous publicity is bad publicity, I think is what they say. So. Actually, if no publicity is bad publicity, this might actually be bad publicity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so what do you do after this, Aaron? Do you set up a Google alert, not for your name, but XM Shock Jock? Or like, how do you do that to make sure you can track <laughs> Yeah. You set up a Google almost alert. <laughs> My name was almost mentioned in a thing. It came up. <laughs> yeah, that, this is going to take a lot of explaining when you print this out uh, for the Thanksgiving table. Like, look, guys, here, it's, it's me. I found it when I set my Google inference settings. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, I just have to play the audio side by side to be like, see, it was me. It was me that said it. That's the quote right there, Grandma. Yeah, the problem <laughs> is, is by that point, your grandma's looking at the Archie Bunker uh, name drop in the quote below you and has already moved on to talking about how good of a show All in the Family was. Yeah. I think you could just be proud to say you once interjected on Larry the Cable Guy. <laughs> <laughs> In all serious, if somebody asks you yes or no, you have to you have to pick an answer. You know, you can't straddle the fence. You have to pick a yes or no. If somebody asks you for real, did you get her done? Yes. I got her done. <laughs> <laughs> as long as you got her done, that's all that matters from what I hear. All right. Yeah, Aaron. Did you get pulled into, you know, any of your superiors' offices after uh, <laughs> this kind of controversial uh, incident? Yeah, I got an attaboy and a getter done. All right, next up on all of our flagrant foul, JPP. Jason Pierre-Paul is officially suing Adam Schefter and ESPN after Adam Schefter tweeted out JPP's medical records after the 4th of July fireworks incident that everybody knows about now. So I don't even know where to take this. Let's go from the perspective of Adam Schefter. Uh, for him being able to tweet out the medical records, is this an all-ball situation or a flagrant foul? Should he be able to share the information that people are looking for? Ah, man. So I'm going to have to give a flagrant foul to, to Schefter here. I feel like he just flew too close to the sun with this one. You know, everyone expects him to pass on information, and I think he was a little too proud of himself that he actually had the... Uh, the record here, uh, the medical record. And you know, he's Schefter's got 5 million followers. He's so high off of his own retweets, dude. He's just chasing that buzz. And he's like, he'll, he'll stop at nothing, dude. I mean, he's uh, did you guys see that movie, uh, Nightcrawler? That's an amazing movie. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's, you know, about these guys that, you know, hunt down like accidents right after they happen and get footage from it. And then, and that's what Schefter is, man. He would, he would try to cash in on it. I mean, this guy literally did a tweet, I think, uh, New Year's Eve where he shouted out Domino's just like with no other context. So he's a shill. Oh, you're talking about the pizza company Domino's. I thought you were saying he tweeted out like a video of him winning the game Domino's. <laughs> <laughs> no, he would win me right back over if he became the unofficial spokesman for the game Domino's. <laughs> what about you, Jeff? I'll borrow Flagrenfell. Uh, yeah, flagrant foul as well. Um, I mean, it seems pretty clear he uh, violated the guy's privacy. If you're going against HIPAA and all that, that's kind of a definite flagrant foul for me. And Brian? Uh, I'm going to call flagrant foul on anything Adam Schefter is involved in because he's a real douchebag. There we go. Uh, I mean, he, he you know, helped, went and helped Greg Hardy go on the apology tour and was like, I think I believe this young man's apology is sincere. So uh, anybody that can hurt Adam Schefter in any way, I'm a fan of. Ironically, I hope JPP gives him the finger. (laughs) All right. And finally, do we want to jump into this uh, Colin Kaepernick situation at all? I mean, I mean, there's so much. I have a take. Yeah, I do. I have a I have a thought. I have I have the thought. I have the only thought you need to. to, I can solve the argument. People are absolutely welcome to be upset at Colin Kaepernick for not standing during the national anthem, as long as they are at least equally mad, if not angrier, at the concession stand for continuing to sell beer and food. Which is it? Is it a sacred event that everything needs to stop for, or is it something that if you're buying a hot dog and beer, you carry on with your day, but if you're not currently buying a hot dog and beer, you have to do a thing? Wait, do they do that at football games? Do stop all the sales at baseball games. They do? Oh yeah, everybody stops and waits. Every really? ballpark I've ever been yeah, every ballpark I've ever been to, they do that. Everybody stops. No kidding. So I don't know if that maybe that's a football but baseball, yeah, everybody stops. I've never seen them do it at a Vikings game, but I mean maybe I've never been in line at exactly that time. I I don't know. Every every ballpark I've been to, which isn't I mean well, I mean it is a lot, but yeah, I've never I've never seen anybody not stop for it. Really? Yeah. Baseball anyway. It. Huh. Oh, maybe my hot take is ice cold. I actually think it makes a lot of sense, but I, I just uh, I haven't seen that in a while. So, this- what if you extend it to like the bathroom? That <laughs> the bathroom has to there we go. I love. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Lifeline. How dare you? How dare someone be be pooping <laughs> during this sacred moment of song? Exactly. He just gets pulled out. He has his pants still wrapped around his legs. 
put your hand on your heart, young man. <laughs> well, you could, you could, you could do it as long as you were standing. <laughs> that, that would be the trick. Yeah, the urinal. <laughs> Why was anyone shit in the urinals today? Oh, you know the new. Uh, they found a workaround, man. That is, that's really what this is about, though. It's just fodder for for sports writer, hot take artists. They get Absolutely. Any opportunity to be like mildly outraged by something, it, half of these, ninety <laughs> percent of these people actually don't care, don't have opinions on it. They just make money getting clicks. Like that's how their bills are paid. So in a way, I don't even fault people for spewing out this dumb stuff. It's how they feed their families. Doesn't this have end of the summer news cycle written all over it? Oh, yeah. It was like when, uh, I mean, it's a, obviously even a, an infinitely smaller thing, but like the Gary Condit story was like the only thing on the news for a month and then 9-11 happened and it was like, Gary who? <laughs> and you never heard the end of the story, even though the poor bastard got to acquitted. Yeah, and the thing that's actually most interesting to me about it is just how tenuous Kaepernick's, uh, you know, standing with the 49ers is just as from a football perspective in that, you know, teams are constantly looking for excuses to cut bait with, you know, players. So for him to give them this excuse to just get out of his hair seems crazy to me because I don't know, he, it's in one of the, probably the better situations for him as far as football where he could, you know, play with Chip Kelly, have a chance to start. I mean, wherever he goes beyond that isn't going to be near as friendly. So kudos to him for uh, having the stones to put whatever's left of his career on the line. Well, that's my buddy's cynical take is that it's like he's trying to like somehow stay on the team or stay relevant. But I think this sort of thing in NFL especially has the opposite effect. And I also think it's weird that people keep bringing up the fact that he's not very good at football as though that like, so if Cam Newton did it, it would count. But if Colin Kaepernick does it, it doesn't. Yeah. That's a weird, you know what I mean? I don't know. It's like, do you, I didn't know we were like gladiator style earning our right to express a political opinion through, you know, victory on the battlefield. Yeah, I mean, another interesting thing about Kaepernick sitting down on the National Anthem is like you see him getting a lot of grief for being a rich and famous guy. So what does he have to complain about when all you ever hear is everybody nowadays is just all about me, 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 me. So now when somebody does something for somebody else, it's not necessarily him saying he's being oppressed. Now they say, oh, he's got no right to complain. That's a great point. That's a great point. He's not, because I think his point would be, well, yeah, I don't have anything to complain about, but I see people who I think do, you know? That would also be if you wiped out everyone who tried to like advocate for minorities or whatever, basically politicians who are very wealthy, you would have no one left to talk for them. So that just seems like such a weird argument. Like you got it so good. You can't speak up for them. It's like everybody who has those big platforms uh, is pretty successful and has lots of money. That's just kind of how it works. To me, the argument against Kaepernick, if you want to make one that the one that I accept is not a political one, but a sports one, which is like, yeah, dude, it's America. And you can absolutely express your opinion, but you're a four, you know, you're a 49er. You're in the 49ers uniform. There's, you know, there's 48 guys out there. We're all trying to focus. We're trying to win this game. We don't need the distraction. Like, I don't necessarily agree with that, but I, I at least that's an argument I think that makes some sense because it's not an, a political one. And another thing that people aren't really talking about with the situation is Chip Kelly and the tough spot that he's in here, especially with the history that he has of <laughs> perhaps not liking black players. So now he has a black player just making a very outspoken statement. And Chip Kelly, I haven't heard a peep about how he feels about it, but he must hate it. Totally. Don't don't forget to mention the other uh, quarterback he's deciding on is a guy named Blaine Gabbert. <laughs> white, uh, he sounds like the son of an Oompa Loompa and a piece of coffee, copy paper. <laughs> it's like the whitest name ever, Blaine Gabbert. There you but go. No, that's a great point about Kelly, and uh, I'd, I'd kind of forgotten about all that in the shuffle. But and remember, what, I've also heard people say that Colin Kaepernick isn't like black enough somehow, which is weird because two years ago with the when the, the tattoo sleeve controversy was going, it was like, oh, he's a thug and he's representing thug culture. It's like, well, which is it? Is he super black or is he super white? Like, you, you got to pick one. Yeah, the pendulum has swung so many times because then didn't he get hit for the uh, the Beats by Dre thing, wanting to wear the headphones? It's like, oh, he's a thug again. And yep. now he's like silently protesting and it's like, oh no, he's being too progressive and cultured now. You know, <laughs> where's our old Colin? Yeah, this, this poor guy can't win for losing. <laughs> 
Yeah. I mean, he, and also he literally can't win for losing. <laughs> well, we got to wrap things up here on this episode. So I want to just want to thank Pete Overzet. Thank you so much for joining us, sir. Check out his podcast, Fantasyland and the Fantasy Football Comedy Hour. And is there anything else that you wanted to plug? No, yeah, just the uh, the draft guide, which uh, Aaron was a was a little too humble, I think, to mention that he has an article in it uh, as well, and it's a free download, uh, no catch at all. It's uh, just theffcomedyhour.com backslash draft guide. Uh, I'd love if you uh, checked it out. I'll probably be uh, listening to your podcast as I drive downtown tomorrow. There you go, frantically sw- sweating preparing my draft. All the J's. And what about you, Brian? What do you got to plug? Any shows? Oh, and how was uh, the the week of headlining at Acme? Oh, it was unbelievable. It was it was just just fantastic. We sold out a couple of shows. Early Saturday was one of the best shows I've ever been on. It was great. My manager flew in, and Nat Goldberg, who's great, we hung out, and uh, yeah, it was just fantastic. The openers were good. All of the radio crew people came out. Nothing, nothing but the bad. That place is amazing. If we get this up super early, I'll be doing a show called Rosa at Delano's Pizza tomorrow on Wednesday night, which is a lot, which is a four blocks from my house. So I'm actually really excited about that because I can walk four blocks from my house and make some money. Um, but um, I, I think check my website, BrianMillerComedy.com. Uh, I'm going to be at the Comedy Corner Underground in Minneapolis in September. I think it's like September 17th and 18th or something. It's right around there. <laughs> that's how a good businessman i am i think we lost jeff at some point what should we promote for jeff i feel like we have to promote oh yeah well crookedscoreboard.com he's the baseball editor check out his articles even though he wrote a book about with the padres right he wrote a book and he never plugs it that humble sob what's he doing he wrote a book read jeff's book that's what you should do you should read his freaking book yeah we just put all our little trivial plugs to shame this guy you know he's, he's in the library of congress Totally. You know, we should send Jeff's book to Teddy Bridgewater to read while he recuperates. (laughs) He's got time. I bet he doesn't want to read about football. (laughs) All right. There you have it, folks. Another episode of The Off Mouse 3. Thank you so much, Jeff, Brian, Pete. Talk to you again soon, everybody. All right. Nice to you, Ben. R.I.P. Jeff.